Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Hi, everyone. Today, we have a guest on the show, and it's someone I've actually known since he was a baby. I had met his parents way back in the 90s, and their son, Francis, uh, who is most well-known right now as the Canadian Ninja, uh, grew up in a small town in New Brunswick, and he's been studying and practicing many skills, techniques, and subjects over the past few years. Uh, After completing secondary school two years early, he went to university where he discovered that he actually just wanted to continue his research at home, studying herbal medicines, Buddhist meditation techniques, various uh, martial arts and cultures, things like that. So he's even found a deep passion for staff skills and staff being a long stick looking device, um, not a staff of people that work for you. (laughs) Yeah, and that's just a condensed list. He has studied and looked into many different topics and subjects. So Francis has since started to teach others and the knowledge and skills he has acquired and has even launched his own online platform. We're very excited to talk with Francis today because he has been traveling about and has been putting so much time into his studies, interests, and practices. He continuously surprises us with the work he's doing and his dedication and commitment to it. So here's Francis. Hey, Francis. It's been a long time since we've actually spoken or seen each other in person for their mat- for that matter. What have you been up to? Lots of stuff, eh? Yeah, um, I've been like away from New Brunswick for a long time and traveling Canada and uh, kind of working on my own business and yeah. refining my skills and gaining uh, i lived in the mountains for a little bit uh i built a little bush camp and uh stayed in there not so legally and <laughs> i got, got i got the calling to go to the city so i moved to calgary and i lived in a home for maybe four months before i got sick of those four walls and decided to live on the streets for a little while yeah and then uh, I got sick of the streets because I got my stuff stolen and so I moved to Montreal got a job Um, then I lost my job because my boss went bankrupt and now I got a new job God blessed me with a spot in Montremblanche back in the mountains back in nature feeling a lot better about it it sounds like you've been up to a lot of stuff since uh i first might have met you uh when you were little you and kennedy used to have tough time together when we go (laughs) up to meet uh, with your mom and dad so um we're interested in knowing what your story is who is francis and what are your interests and your passions right so um it's a big question i upbringing you could say uh, I skipped a couple grades in school and uh, so I switched to a lot of friend groups and met a bunch of different people but I was also uh, 
a lot in my studies and um I I really liked one thing though which was my martial arts classes and that's one thing like I went to university when I was 15 and I at that time I was atheistic and kind of not sure about life mm -hmm. I was getting really bored of the program there because I wasn't learning anything and I talked to my guide like the one of the leaders of the science programs there and he kind of told me that maybe I had to look somewhere else for what I really wanted to study and so I spent another year in college just because I wanted to learn about I was confused about how computers function I was like, how how are these things? Like, where's the intelligence stored in these things? Right. <laughs> Never really learned that. I studied IT there, and I, all I learned was how to put pieces together inside <laughs> of a full stop. And, so I I quit that as well. Um, went back to work, and by the time I was eighteen, I started my first business. Um which was like my first attempt at, at business. I was making little jewelry out of gemstones. Mm. And also by that time, I I was really suffering and like confused by the state of the world. And I wanted to find peace. And so I got into spirituality and more specifically, uh, Theravada Buddhism was my main uh, teaching that I was following uh, and doing a lot of meditation. I did a lot of different psychedelic substances and I did find it, it taught me a lot, brought me somewhere, um, but I never, it never, uh, like the, the drugs, I figured I should be able to do this like unlock my mind without them mm. and so I went deeper on my spiritual journey and also I got a bit distracted with building my new business which was in marketing and so for some time I was working 80 hours a week and set spirituality spirituality aside uh, but one thing that stuck with me all along my journey was martial arts and I figured, why, why don't I just focus on that? And I also hated to spend my whole day on a computer. Um, so one summer in 2019, I just I was thinking, why don't I just, because I'm working on my computer, I'm making a lot of money. I don't really need to work full time. Mm -hmm. um, why don't I just start traveling in my car? And the idea ran in my mind for about a week until I met someone. Uh, I was watching the sunset in Kapodamet in Karakut. So if you ever go to Karakut, you got to see the sunset in Kapodamet. It's amazing. There's a little uh, walkway and next to the harbor 
and you're kind of sitting on the water and just seeing the sunset there. It's very beautiful. And I met this lady who was traveling across Canada and I was like, in my mind, I was like, I've seen her before. But no, it was her first time around and she was only in Karaket for a day. And so right as she was about to leave, I was like, do you need a co-pilot? And she was like, uh, I guess it could be useful. And so I went back home. I woke up my mom at like midnight and told her, hey, you got to bring me to work in the morning like to her workplace because some random stranger was going to pick me up and I was going to drive across <laughs> Canada with them. Wow. <laughs> she freaked out. She couldn't sleep until like 4 a.m. And uh, yeah, the next morning I left. I visited the whole of the Atlantic and it took about two months to visit the whole of Canada. Wow. Um, and I fell in love with the BC Mountain. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to stay in those mountains for a, a little while, but my father was sick, so I went back home for a bit. And there, I, I just got addicted to this road life. So I bought a van and started living in my van a bit, visiting New Brunswick. And COVID hit at that time, so I couldn't right. leave New Brunswick. But around September that year, uh, the end of August, actually, my van broke down, and I still had a car in BC. Because long story short, her car broke down. We took my car, and um, I left my car in BC to at some people that I had met there mm-hmm. at their house. And so I'm like, well, why don't I go and? go get that vehicle because my van's gonna cost me like three grand to fix and I can spend a lot less on a flight ticket right so that same day very similarly to the last happening someone calls me and she's like you want to go to bc i want to go back home and <laughs> things are lining up hey eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah managed to get in new brunswick i met them in early august and she was like you want to fly to BC with me? I'm like, yeah, I gotta go get my car. And so flew back in BC, uh, rode the car till the wheels fall off, like they say. <laughs> um, ended up so oh, I stayed in Squamish for a while, and uh, I lived in this guy's garage, and I just spent the whole winter training. One thing I liked about there was like, I want to spend a winter without snow. And, well, I kind of uh, noticed there's uh, another edge to that sort. If you go to D.C., you won't see the sun for three weeks Mm. Uh, during the winter. It's just very cloudy and rainy. It's the rainforest, so it can just rain every day. But there, I spent a lot of time training. I made a little dojo in the garage, and I... uh, Every time it was sunny outside, I'd be out training for hours. And I also like, got a couple of hikes in the mountains. But at one point, I was like, I want to like really get full mountain experience. And then someone tells me, hey, I'm going to the Sunshine Coast. You should try it. You love it there. 
<laughs> like a few days later as I'm building this idea up in my right. mind. So there I am on the Sunshine Coast and I at that time starting to build a stronger relationship with God and all that. And I, I asked God, I told I told him um when I get to the right spot where you want me, just make sure I don't get out of there. Like let something fuck up with the cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh someone tells me to go through this specific mountain this old shaman lady i met there and so i go up that mountain and right i find i find the spot i'm like okay my like my engine is starting to really stink like the car is just like not doing so well <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna park here for a while and turns out i really like this spot and as i'm trying to drive out of where i park um my car won't start the battery's dead mm -hmm. and i'm like shit so i call the towing to get my battery boosted they come and boost my battery and as i'm trying to drive out i get a flat tire mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so i stayed up there for a little while uh, I had prepared the, the occasion because I knew I prayed for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, it sounds like you've had some pretty uh, neat adventures along the way. Well, I I was doing prayer much like they do in Islam without knowing it, like sticking my head on the forehead and all that. When I got to Calgary, mm -hmm. I was doing this like every morning and thinking about, okay, uh, it's the morning, so we should be mourning, right? And so I was, I had this uh, three prayer method, which I was thinking about what can I mourn? Uh, what am I grateful for? And what can I repent? Mm -hmm. And so I was doing that every morning. And then I met this awesome dude named Hassan. Uh, he's back in Jordan now, the his home country. But he taught me a little bit about Islam. And that summer I took my, uh, well, there's this thing in Islam where you say you recognize Jesus and the prophet, prophet Muhammad as great teachers. And so one day I, just, I was like, I need a Quran. And boom, there comes this guy on the street corner giving away Quran. And, uh, yeah, I was training Hassam in martial arts and energy work and all that. A bunch of stuff I learned along my way. I was kind of given those teachings through my practice. They just came up as if an external force was teaching me. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I was just developing these techniques to keep my energy up when I'm training for a long time or when I'm spinning my staffs, it takes a lot of mental energy. Mm -hmm. And so, so I, I built up a lot of different techniques to keep up with that. And then I, I went and studied more about Qigong and all of that and the internal martial arts. And I noticed that they practice a lot of those techniques as well as inside of uh, yoga um, they do a lot of these techniques that just kind of came to me 
Mm -hmm. So what is it that makes you feel most inspired? Is it, in my opinion, with what I see with what you're putting on your social media platform, um, it seems to be with the staff. Would you say that's accurate or what makes you yeah. feel most inspired? What do you feel most uh, attached to or called to do? So the staff, I love it so much because one of my goals is to develop superhuman skills, right? Mm -hmm. And so I find that it's a great way to really push yourself while keeping the training very, very fun. Like it's the most fun thing. I figured out and it's so simplistic as well like you can do this training with anything when I'm at work I do my staff training with the towels like, <laughs> you know, right? why don't you same way Kennedy and, I was going to suggest why don't you uh put up some of the the videos so our viewers uh the people that are watching at home will be able to know what we're talking about here sure um so obviously so um we just for the people who are watching um the actual video you'll be able to see um but for those that are listening in audio um we'll just read the title for you so that you can kind of follow along that way okay so we'll start with this one here so this one's called energy training and it's got francis out um, in nature and uh he's um i'll let him speak to it after we watch the video So, Francis, did you maybe want to speak a bit, a bit yeah. on that? That must have sounded strange yeah. for someone listening just to the audio. So maybe you can describe. Yeah. So here I'm doing some breathing techniques combined with uh, what I call irradiation. It's it's like, I if you know about isometric exercises, uh, basically you're flexing all your muscles as much as you can. And I'm combining that with some breathing techniques. And um, to put it like scientifically, you're compressing your lungs like a sponge, which allows you to absorb a lot more energy from your breath. Mm. But there's a lot more to it. I feel like it, it just fires up your energy so much. And you, the way you're squeezing your body, I feel like it, maybe it massages your adrenal glands because uh, it really like fires up your energy. Mm. Um, there's uh this I developed by again like training for extensive periods and I was like okay uh, how do I push my energy further and further 
and it it came to me like different breathing techniques but that's the main thing is you take a deep breath mm. and you squeeze that inside of you and also there's a bit of a visualization aspect where you kind of open up all your pores in your body and let your energy explode mm. it fires up your aura in a sense and if, if I do this, I've noticed a couple of different things. One, I get a lot more energy, but I'm also more resistant to impact. So if I do this before uh, doing bone conditioning, for example, like I'll be able to take hits, um, like take hits that are a lot heavier than in my normal state. Mm, and then I learned... Um, just a few months ago that in karate they do this exercise called san chin which is very similar to that where they have the same breathing where they go oh, mm. and they flex all their muscles and compress their glands and san chin is known for having those effects where they make the practitioner pretty much invincible to strikes interesting yeah okay so we'll go to the next one so this one's titled inner panther and again francis is out in nature and uh, i believe no your staff may not be in this one i'm not sure anyway we'll watch <laughs> Have, uh, what's that, on that one. i'm using drumsticks on that one okay simulate nice okay <laughs> Awesome. Right. I can yeah. do that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> so is yeah. this just um something that you're just messing around or is there technique involved with that? I mean there's technique involved, but <laughs> I was like, no way, there's technique, but um, easy <laughs> side effects of amping up your energy too much. Okay. Um I had no intention. Uh so for those who are listening to just audio in this video, I straight up stick one of the knives in my mouth and I start doing acrobatics. Um, I did do a little bit of gymnastics and this is a bit inspired by capoeira. If you don't know about capoeira, it's a mix of like martial arts and dance that uh, was developed. Uh, well, it, it kind of has roots in Africa, but it's popularized in Brazil. Um, where they do a lot of these gymnastic flips and they turn those into kicks and all of that. Um, but yeah, I remember what happened there. It's just like, I felt my inner animal come through. <laughs> and yeah, the way I just put that knife in my mouth and started doing flips, I thought it was just hilarious. Yeah, no, it's really cool too to watch. That's really um, so we'll do another one. So this one's titled Smashing Rocks. Uh Francis is near like 
um, a waterfall and um, with rocks and he'll explain further. It brings back memories of uh, one time we went up to to visit you guys and you were running around in the backyard and bare feet and your hair was cut about to here and you were literally swinging from the trees and we kind of had a little joke going calling you Tarzan so <laughs> sort of reminiscent of that a bit. Yeah. yeah this was actually in New Brunswick uh, that summer before I flew back I was living in my van and that was one of my favorite spots I found. I was hunting the New Brunswick waterfall. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, like I mentioned before, if you do those breathing exercises and really amp up your energy, your body becomes a lot harder. and Your strikes become a lot more impactful. And so there's that aspect of conditioning your bones to make them more dense, but there's also the aspect of having the proper energy practice so that you can do this without uh, causing injury to yourself. Mm. And so some people only condition the bones, but in uh, Chinese martial arts and in internal martial arts, they teach you that there's more to that. There's um, actual like energy work you can do to strengthen your your strikes and make your body a lot more resilient if you amp up your aura. Mm. Uh, fun thing also I, I was told is that uh, Chinese massage therapists will do the same, um, they call it iron palm training where you smack your hand like that onto a they usually will use a, a metal plate or a bean bag or a bag of a bag of um, metal balls but the idea is um when they do that for massage they're they're wicking off the energy that they might have picked up from someone because when you're you're healing them through massage you're kind of like grabbing their negative energy right and that helps it uh not enter your body right so you're wicking it off interesting yeah okay um so we also have this one um i can't pronounce it maybe you want to say it uh this is called uh well shuriken jutsu more specifically bo shuriken jutsu and uh light object throwing so Again, with energy work, you can concentrate your power to turn a light object into a deadly weapon. Mm. Um, I first saw this in a kung fu movie, 
when I first started throwing things, it's because I saw in the Kung Fu movies, I was watching a lot of those when I was in my early 20s and late teens, and they, this guy throws a pair of chopsticks through the wall, and I'm like, whoa, I, do that. <laughs> I wonder if I can do that, right? And so the wall in my mom's house became full of holes. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did the chopsticks make it through the wall at all? Or <laughs> yeah, I was able to stick the chopsticks into the drywall there pretty easily after a while. Your poor mom. <laughs> uh, I eventually moved down because I like to throw the toothpicks. Yeah. I've been living in apartments. This one, this is when I was in Calgary. And when you're indoors and, I mean, I didn't want to give everywhere the same treatment that I gave to my mom's wall. Right. So I, I'm like, okay, what can I throw that's not going to make a hole in the wall? And I started throwing toothpicks. Right. Right. I'll show, uh, <laughs> I'll show the video really quick. Yeah, so quite literally, like he described, he has, um, it's a styrofoam head and a toothpick, and um, he's doing the apartment version of chopsticks through a wall. <laughs> yeah, don't make Francis mad while you're in a restaurant with Right. Him. <laughs> yeah. And so we have one last one here. It's staff training. Um, again, he's outside in nature um, with his staff, so I'll play this one quickly. Yeah, so I feel this is where, I mean, as a viewer, because these five videos are just a small snippet of what's actually out there and what you put out for content on your social media, which is really cool. But as a viewer, this is what, to me, is most visually intriguing because mm -hmm. you can see you're, you're you're thriving in that. Like, that's where you... Um, you can see that your true self comes out. I can see it as a viewer is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, staff training is definitely my favorite. I mean, like maybe 60 to 80% of my training, depending on what my mood is and where I am and all of that. If I had the equipment to throw knives more, right. um, uh, like, a good spot but you can't go to the park and start throwing knives right yeah right <laughs> can you explain I... sorry yeah i was just gonna say i would like to know more about what a staff is like to me it looks like a giant pickup stick that you used to play <laughs> when you're a kid you know but uh, obviously it's not that so is there a historical purpose for that is it just a tool you use in training so I started training staff when I was eight and it's, well, the bow staff is in Japan, they call it bow staff. In China, they call it uh, gunshu, or gunshu is the art of the bow staff. Gun is the actual name for the bow staff. 
Um, it's a six foot pole that they've been using for a long time as it's probably one of man's oldest weapons. It's, it's, it's like a, a long club. But I use four footer staffs for the reasons that um, I got used to them for training indoors. It's a lot easier to mm -hmm. uh, spend those spend those without making holes in your ceiling. Yeah. Not gonna um, light fixture. <laughs> they're a lot easier to carry when you're a traveler. Um, and they're kind of a little bit more they don't attract attention as much as a man walking around with the right. right. Pole is it that's taller than him. Is it pointed on the end or is it the, the same all the way through? I'll bring mine up here. Okay. So here's my staff. I make these and another reason that I play with cork feet uh, instead of longer staffs is that I buy the dowels from the hardware store. They're four foot long. Mm. and I don't have to cut them or do anything to them except wrap them. And now I can wrap these in very fancy ways. Uh, I actually make staffs that have a copper wire going through them and crystal dust and a copper plate at the bottom. I've seen you do those copper ones. Those wire, ones are nice. Copper wire in the handle, which allows you to connect with the earth. Uh, the same as walking barefoot. Now, there's a lot of health benefits to that. Um, that like we barely ever get unless we actually put our hands or feet on the ground. Yeah. Um, there's actually some people that buy blankets, and I bought one myself. I tested it. You can buy these blankets that you plug into your wall outlet. And they have silver wire going through the blanket, and it helps you sleep. Like, I was dealing with a bit of insomnia, and I bought that thing, and I slept so well. I have and a I have a grounding mat for client use. Yeah. I was going to say that yeah. I was going to bring it up for yeah. mom. Do you know about these? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yours, mom, does yours, it, does it plug into the wall, or is it, it? It does plug in, but it just plugs into the ground, so it discharges right. the additional energy that you're carrying, and it takes it out on the ground. Yeah, really cool. I noticed yeah. the big deep, the big difference sleeping with those, and that's one of the reasons. Like when I was living outdoors, I loved sleeping on the ground. I just find that I'm so much more well rested when I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also makes me uh, kind of dislike those spring mattresses because <laughs> you know all those coils might do something to your energy. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, to go back to the staff, um, yeah. I wanted to give you the opportunity. Do you do do you make these off of request for people? I I don't. Yeah, really, yeah. I do make custom staffs for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like to make those very nice organite ones for uh, you know anyone who's interested. They're kind of a rare piece that, as far as I know, only I make grounding walking sticks. Mm -hmm. So yeah. make sure to send me a message if you're interested. They do take uh, almost a whole day's work to make. So sometimes they're like four to eight hours of work put into them and wow. I also charge them with my energy as I'm making them 
um, the same way like I'm doing this the breathing techniques where I put a lot of energy in my hands I try and transfer that to the staff as I'm taping it okay um we just had a couple more questions for you, Phnosis. Um, just kind of one standard that we like to ask everyone. Um, do you have any particular biggest regret or failure? Um, right now it's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Thank, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, I delved in a lot of... Uh, different drugs and all of that and I did spend some time uh, a few times completely clear off the drugs and um, one thing I keep as a good like measure of where I'm doing spiritually is how well things synchronize around me right um, as uh, if you start getting in spirituality um, and and you start your progress and all of that. You start noticing that oftentimes you look at your phone and it's a specific number that's like all aligned, like two 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 three three three, that kind of stuff, right? Um, the girl which I traveled across Canada with was she was like very atheistic and like did not believe in anything spiritual and then she started hanging out with me and she's like why is it that every night when i check my phone it's 22 22 yeah (laughs) yeah yeah mom and i have that happen all the time to the point that we'll message each other sometimes five times a day with screenshots of when we've looked at our phones it's and it's 333 right it's 444 right. it's crazy yeah. yeah when that started happening to me i was putting all the i was taking so many screenshots of it and i had made a facebook page to record all of that and even once because one of my favorite numbers is 47 and i got this I was watching this YouTube video and the views were like one zero zero one zero one. And I was like, this is binary code. Yeah. <laughs> then it's for number 47. And I put it in the calculator. It was for number 47. That's wow. crazy. Eh? Wow. Crazy. So strange. Yeah. So how about if we asked you what's the most important thing you've learned thus far in your life? What would your answer be? Oh, prayer Mm. how how to properly pray and build that relationship with god like um and and it goes back to like synchronicities and the synchronicities themselves is what got me out of atheism and it's like there must be a higher force aligning aligning all of this or at least something that we don't see that's like putting all these puzzle pieces together Mm-hmm. And again, uh, when we just cut for a second there, so I could go get my staff, um, I got a notification saying it's time to pray, like right on time. So uh, I took the time to bow down and do a very How quick prayer. And all that. Because Muslims are, they're supposed to pray, pray five times a day. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I've been trying to, I got an app that reminds me of the proper prayer times. I'm trying to keep up with that now. 
but it's such a beautiful experience. Like I've, I said, like I said, I did a lot of drugs, uh, trying to like find God and find, uh, find out about the unseen and nothing makes me high like prayer does Pro a proper prayer seance is just I, I often cry out of like a mix of bliss and all kinds of other emotions and just I feel the most intense beauty uh, when I'm praying that's a big line nothing makes uh, me higher than prayer yeah. That's a big line. Yeah. Um, so we just had one more quick question and then I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of do your plug. So where people can find you and whatnot. Um, but we want to know what makes you imperfect. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I am like everyone else in mm -hmm. some sense where, you know, I do struggle with a lot of things. I find like Sometimes I have trouble building relationships with people and somehow I am learning a lot more about this because I started working at Starbucks. See, I'm, I'm like everyone else right now. I work at Starbucks. I'm a barista. <laughs> so one thing that I didn't expect from, because I wanted to work in cafes again. I love working in restaurants and because it's a lot of like fast paced, like doing yeah. things. And uh, I really get to get in the flow state which is what I learned through the stats and I could talk a bit a lot more about that but um Starbucks part of their philosophy is that you need to build a relationship with the customers and it's just not just like hi how are you here's your coffee it's just it's really like asking them like, hey, what's what's their day been like mm -hmm. why are they here today like I live we're up in a pretty touristic place so I'm asking people like what brings them to Starbucks and small talk has always been hard for me and I'm learning that it's not that hard of a thing if you just put yourself to it and learn to have a couple questions and so yeah yeah that's a good answer yeah um yeah, because I feel like we can all relate to that, just putting yourself out there. And it, there's something that goes without saying that to make yourself uncomfortable puts you in situations that you would never expect to be in. So it's important. Um, so we did want to give you the opportunity uh, to let people know where they can find you, uh, if they're interested in looking at your content, if they're interested in um, I know you're soon going to launch an online course or teaching. Um, maybe you want to talk about that. And um, yeah, like yeah. Uh, staffs, uh, things like that, where they can find you. Cool. So you can find me the most easiest way to find me. And you can send me a message on there. And I love to talk with people and just teach them what I know. So you can find me on Instagram at the dot canadian dot ninja and in my bio there you'll find a link to my website where i have a whole staff basics program where i teach you most of the basic movements to learn with the staff and also i have a whole video on how to make them where i make one with you guys and you see the whole nice. process and 
how mm. to tape it properly and how to make it really nice and solid. Okay, great. Is I also have uh, two courses I'm working on. One is going to be for advanced staff, and I want a more uh, holistic ninja program where I teach a bit more of the spiritual skills that I learned, as well as some fitness stuff. Um, so complete ninja routine, which part of being a ninja is not just the physical movement aspects, but it's a lot of spiritual training as well and developing those skills. And um, you're creating a community all at the same time, right? So just um, it multiplies by you putting yourself out there and putting your teachings out. Um, you also have, um, correct me if I'm wrong, another Instagram. It, it's uh, ninja.spirit.academy. Oh, yeah. I just started this one to okay. showcase a lot more about the spiritual aspects and a bunch of different spiritual teachings. Uh, I started a series on the Kuji N, which I could talk a bit more about, but this is what mudras are. Mm-hmm. And the Kuji N is a great way to build up that inner power. I also speak about the mirror side of the Kuji N, which is because uh, if you build too much power without the, it's like having a fire that doesn't have a proper surrounding, it'll burn down the whole forest right mm-hmm. so you need to build a proper fire pit around that and i'll be talking about that aspect as well um i also have a post on oh i'm doing a, working a lot with anime uh if you guys don't know anime it's japanese animations where uh there's a lot of action stuff and there's a lot of actual energy teachings you can find in anime that are kind of exaggerated or portrayed as fantastic or um, fiction. But I found a lot of things in anime that are very congruent with what I learned in training. And so I do have a series on my website called uh, Energy and Anime, where I speak about the actual teachings that you can find in anime and how they apply in real life. Hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up. I was actually discussing with a friend the other day, um, all of the hidden teachings in anime, um, because they love to watch anime. And I haven't given it a fair chance, but I was uh, asking their opinion. Maybe I can ask you too on where to start because it's overwhelming for someone that doesn't know where to start or what to watch. So you and I can chat on the side, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, um, Thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk with us today. We super appreciate it. We know that you're hopping all over the place and you're busy and doing lots of things and always learning. And um, we knew that uh, everything that you live by and what we can see um, you doing on social media and setting up your online platform and everything, it's very much the message we're trying to portray, which is just go for it. And if it's imperfect, that's okay because you're doing something that you love. So we really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. 
For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week.